Welcome to the Social Media Love Podcast where you will discover how to get more clients on social media with proven social selling strategies. And now, your host, social media marketing coach, influencer, speaker, and founder of Social Media Love, Angelique Benet. Social media, love it or hate it? In a world where the average daily screen time is almost seven hours a day, including social media, how can women entrepreneurs get a piece of this marketplace and finally fall in love with their fear of becoming visible, i.e. sharing their voice, ideas, stories, irresistible lucrative offers, beliefs, leadership and expertise with a community of like-minded individuals in a way that feels good, genuine and healthy. This show is exactly about this via storytelling, interviews and social media marketing tutorials. Every week we add a piece to the puzzle. Welcome to Social Media Love Show and welcome to the conversation. Browsing, browsing. Hello friends and welcome to Monica Pierre, all the way from Louisiana. So we have a connection, New Brunswick, Canada, Louisiana, the US. Um, and today we're gonna talk about the real story behind your business, Monica. Thank you Ooh. for being here. Oh, so, thank you I'm for so having happy. me. Yeah, so the idea of the show is really to help women entrepreneurs gonna be watching us or listening to the podcast wherever you're gonna be accessing that beautiful content that we're bringing to you every week and um we're gonna inspire you to share more of your story so that you can showcase and profile your services and your programs on social media in a way that feels good and that generates revenues wealth for you and when i say wealth financial wealth yes but also you know when you see the influence you can have on someone because you share something that means a lot to them because maybe they went through the same thing as you did or maybe you are just bringing the light they needed in their life at that time so monica thank you so much because i know it's not that easy but you know the power of video and I'm not going to tell why, because I want you to introduce yourself and we're going to go deep dive into your story with the screen and all the TV stuff you did in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me, uh, Monica, who you are and who do you serve right now with your business before we go in your story? Oh, first of all, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much. <laughs> I told you before, I'm, I'm probably at where I am right now with my French. So don't, don't have high expectations, even with a last name like Pierre. You know? <laughs> but uh, first of all, my family's from Louisiana. I'm coming to you um, from New Orleans, Louisiana, but my family's from more of the Southwestern portion, which is Cajun country. So uh, those from your area, ended up down in Louisiana so that I have a strong connection and understand them very much. What I do is in a way, I've always been a storyteller. I've always loved people's stories. I love listening to their stories. I love listening to their dreams and goals and what they want to do. So I've always figured and counted it as an honor and a privilege to hear them. So what I do, the people I serve, which is such an interesting question, particularly since I am pivoting, I am transitioning, I am reinventing myself again for a number of times. I do that and I love to do that. But it's basically to help women, first generation women leaders and entrepreneurs create something of their own, Angelique, so they can own their own. Oftentimes, we're at the mercy of, of downsizing. We're at the mercy of changes in the environment, changes in the economy. So I am here to really inspire and help women, particularly first generation women leaders and entrepreneurs say, you know what? I'm going to create something of my own and I'm going to own it and I'm going to make it look the way I want it to look. So I feel so drawn to them particularly women who are first generation leaders and entrepreneurs. So they can not only define success and do well and have influence and affluence, but that they can also have an impact and philanthropy for generations to come. Because the women that I know, 
they're always finding ways to give and to support. So how do we come together and say, I'm going to intentionally create something that's going to have a lasting legacy, not just for me, not just for my immediate family, but for my community and my world for generations to come. If that's not an intro, <laughs> wow. <laughs> This is so beautiful. Yeah, and this is why we get along. This is why we clicked, Monica, because this is instantly, I so understand. instantly. Yes. I yes. know. Oh, it's so beautiful because this is beyond what our own mission, right? It's 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 a movement, right? It is. It's a movement. It's a movement that we're called to do. And yes, you know, Angelique and Monica and other people, we think it's other people, but it's also us, you know, the individual person. And one of the things that I always knew growing up, and I'll talk a little bit about being a sharecropper's daughter, and I know you're the daughter of a farmer, right? So we have things in common, media, also farming. And I just grew up a little bit knowing that there was a Monica in another part of the world. And though she may not have looked like me, she thought like me. She wanted something big and something that maybe nobody else in her town or her farm or her the country area even, even thought about. And she often said, well, I don't know how I'm gonna make it happen, but I know I can make it happen. And there's another little girl just like me looking at that same sky and that same moon and believing it for herself as well. Okay, you're gonna make me cry. Oh, no, okay, cry because this is it. This is me in my field with my cat, walking all day in the fields, thinking of the world, all the wars. What can I do from my little farm to stop the wars? To make people be their true people, the beautiful people we all are. Yes. And how can I do that from my little farm? Oh, and yeah. look at both of us from yeah. our little farm. A little farm. I always say looking beyond the worn out fences. And growing up as a sharecropper's daughter, you know, I was in the fields, you know, picking and digging sweet potatoes. And I was always chastised by my dad because I was I was literally dreaming. You know, picking potatoes, slowing down, dreaming. Oh, maybe I'll, I'm going to be in front of big audiences. I don't know where. I don't know how. And my father said, put your head down. Get to work. These <laughs> are <laughs> my dreams, Dad. Dad, come on. Yes, I'm dreaming my dream. <laughs> All the sweet potatoes of the world brought yes. you where you are today. And, and yeah, your amazing career. Uh, so, Monica. I know you're pivoting, it's a new adventure for you and you're on a mission. So can you tell us more about, so you just share who was the little girl, but then the little girl be, became like a TV star, you even got amazing prices and everything. Tell us more of how you went from picking the sweet potatoes to the career as a TV uh, person and personality that you oh. became. It's such an amazing thing when I think about it, because sometimes I don't think about what I, I happened for me. But when I was that little girl thinking about being in front of audiences, I wanted to be an actress. I thought that that was the best thing in the world. And I would think about being an actress and no one in my family had been an actress. We barely had a television set. So I don't even know where that dream came about. But I always saw myself in front of audiences. So I, I go to university, I have my first major, it's education because all the people we admired, particularly women, the powerhouse women were either nuns or they were teachers. So I said, okay, I'll be a teacher. There's nothing wrong with that. And then I realized I don't really want to be a teacher. So I changed my major and I decided that I don't know what's next. So I'm in the course catalog, going through it, going through it, going through it, end up in the P's and I see psychology and I'm thinking, oh, I can do this. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure I can do this. And I said, I'm gonna have a, a couch and I'm gonna have patience and I'm gonna call me Dr. Pierre. So I changed my major for the second time and I'm going, I don't even know what they're talking about here. I don't even like it. So I changed my major, like I have to change it. And then one night I was with one of my college friends and she said, why don't you join me at the radio station? So I was in between classes, in between majors, didn't know what to do. So I go with her and she sits down, Angelique, and she puts her headphones on 
and she turns the mic on and she had the most beautiful fingers, long, beautiful fingers. And she turned on the button and she said, you are listening to KRVS Radio in Lafayette, Louisiana. My name is Myra Jalavet. And I'm going, oh my God, that's amazing. I could do that. I can do that. And you know what I did the next day, right? I changed my major for the third time. And that's what <laughs> I said, this is so close. It may not be acting, but it's so close. And then I learned I could tell stories. I, I, could, I could showcase people. So I changed my major and I graduated and I worked in television news, radio news. And it was always about the people I would talk to. I had so many questions for them. I wanted to know about them. I didn't really want to know the stats. And yeah, I know that's important in a story, but how is it going to impact them? So I got a, you know, a changed careers, but it was wonderful. It was really in line with me. And all these years I realized later that all of the parts of me, I have found ways to bring them to life. I teach, right? As a coach, you teach. Uh, I, I'm in front of audiences. There's some acting that can go on there as well in, in a sincere way. So that's how I ended up in broadcasting, working in news. I was able to tell a story and become an Emmy award-winning journalist. So that was so honored to do that. An investigative piece that I did just recently in 2021 this year, I was part of a, a show called Ya Mama Nim. And for those of you who don't speak New Orleans, <laughs> it basically means, how are your mother and family doing? <laughs> and wow. it was an unscripted show, a pilot, and uh, we actually won an Emmy, a regional Emmy for that as well. So it's, it, it's I, I think about it and I'm so blessed. And sometimes when we are doing a lot of things and it's not always what we want to do, the way we want to do it, we feel like we're not hitting the mark or we're not succeeding and it's okay, but it's not really what we want. And then when we sit down and go, you know what? I've been blessed to do a lot and I'm thankful that I'm able to do that. So that's my journey. And then comes this point where I said, you know what? I just really want to do what I want to do. I want to create media. I want to create shows. I want to create programming. I want to create publishing that I really want to do. And that's how I decided to start the Powerhouse Woman Show. We've had some wonderful coaching with Eleanor Beaton. I've learned a lot from people like you and all that you're doing. So it's just a matter of saying, okay, I'm open to it and not always feeling that you're not being successful. And I've, I've struggled with that. I used to tell people, yeah, I've done okay but I didn't really do what I want to do. You know, I didn't really act, you know, that type of thing. I didn't create my own. So therefore it's okay. And I'm going, Oh girl, you got to get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, It's funny how we judge ourselves so much. Yes. And so harshly judge ourselves yeah. so harshly. Mm -hmm. You would never do that to someone else. I, oh no. Judge ours. Well, I don't think so. Like we're so tough with our, um, our towards ourselves. Uh, hey, Monica, I see that on Instagram. I think we are not together anymore. Can you see on your phone? Let's see what's happening on my phone. I think Can you, you might see be right. me? Uh, you are yeah. frozen. I see myself. You're live, but I see, <laughs> and I see that myself. you're frozen. I just realized that. Okay. So if it's yeah, if it's frozen, it's okay. We can transfer the interview okay. later on Instagram. Like I don't want to. So guys on Instagram, join us on Facebook or YouTube. We are live. And then later on, I'll put the interview on IGTV as well. I want to take a minute before you we- You want me we... to request again? Because I think it kicked oh, me oh, off. Oh yeah, if you can, if you can, yeah. If you have it accessible, why not? Hmm, it's not If doing... not, it's okay. Okay, I'll All transfer right. it after, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Nick, and you work on... very hard. <laughs> no, it's all good. All, it's all good. good. So, um, I want to, you to share, share more about the Emmy Award. Mm. Well, the because first... that's a big deal, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell it's us, like, tell us about us that. About yeah, I'm gonna see if I can get you live again. Well, the oh, first I one I worked, it. okay, the first one that I actually uh, received the Emmy and I was very bla blessed to do it. I did, it was part of an investigative story. There were merchants, people selling at the time, supposedly cell phones, 
uh, to out of state or out of the U.S. Uh, tourists. And they would tell them, this is a cell phone, but it's going to just work in your country. So, for example, it won't work until you get to New Brunswick. So they would <laughs> they would buy the phone and they would go home to their country thinking they had purchased a uh, cell phone. But what they actually had purchased was a cordless phone. <laughs> but they didn't find out until they returned home. So we went undercover. I sent my producer. He was supposed to be an Australian businessman. And uh, we got him selling him the phone. And we did the sting. And that's what we got the award for. So it's like, a, wow. this is, yeah. <laughs> I think you I was, yourself undercover? I didn't go. He went undercover, but I went with the cameras rolling into the store and said, hi, I'm Monica Pierre, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, not happy to see me at all. Yeah, that's bold, <laughs> eh? So I told my friends that I would stay away from Canal Street for a while. <laughs> so yeah. it was a, a story. I even was part of a, a committee meeting with our Louisiana state uh, government. And I, I talked about the story. They got a law passed as a result of the story that I did. So it was it was quite a quite a story. Quite a story. Thank you for sharing this, because I don't want us to just pass. You know, I know we could spend a lot of time on every step of your journey, but this one I had to stop you. And it's just I it's a big deal. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. May I may I just share? It's a big deal, but I didn't always feel that way. I, I, for the longest, I didn't even display Miami, you know, because you do the work, then you're on to the next story. And I know you've covered television news and we do the work, do the story, we do the best we can. And then it's the next day, it's the next story. So it wasn't until after Hurricane Katrina that I'm going, you know, I haven't shown Emmy in a long time. So I, she was all kind of battered up because of the storm and we had to put her back together again. But I've, I've come to learn that that was a big deal and not just because it was an Emmy award, but it was using my gifts and talents to tell a story to help other people. So I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I always kind of felt eh, no big deal. Not because it wasn't a big deal it was because I didn't want the spotlight on me as having won it. The story was fine. The work was great but the spotlight on me and as little girls growing up, particularly in my area, you just didn't want a lot of spotlight on you. You wanted the work to talk for you and not people saying, oh, you're great, that type of thing. So I just wanted to share that. <laughs> Why is it, do you think, Monica, that so many of us as women, each time we are getting successful, we are like, stepping back almost. Mm. Where is that coming from, do you think? I think it's, it's, it's coming from we don't know how to celebrate what we've done. We think that if we're bragging, being bodacious, or being audacious, being out there, that somehow it taints the victory. It taints what was there. As opposed to saying, this is what I did, and I'm so grateful, and I'm so thankful, and, and, and yes, it's a big deal. And it's hard to say that sometimes. And we're taught in various cultures, especially, you don't want to necessarily bring attention to yourself. You're the worker, you're not the bragger. Go on and, and get something else done. So it was hard for me. It really, really was hard for me. Or we say, oh, it was a team effort. My executive producer, you know, let's, let's, let's applaud that person. Let's applaud the camera person. Oh, yeah. And I just happened to ask questions and, you know, put the story together. <laughs> you were just optional. Yeah, I was holding the mic. You know, anybody can hold the mic. So, and, and you know, but I, and I like to, you know, apologize to God for, for, for feeling that way. But I'm grateful that I, I recognize that uh, I also work at university. I teach um, the next generation of broadcasters announcing and, and how to use their voice and, and tell stories. And so my colleague said, let's work on your curriculum vitae, your CV. And I sent her some stuff. I said, yeah, sure. Won an Emmy, a couple of Emmys. I did this, I did that. And she goes, Monica, are you kidding me? There's so much more to you. And I had to do a mindset conversation with myself and saying, what is this about? Why are you only talking about three things? 
when there are 33 things you could talk about. And when I went through Angelique, I said, oh, I forgot I did that. Well, yeah, yeah, I did do that after Hurricane Katrina where I actually moderated a seven-day citywide bus tour going through all of the city of New Orleans, showing the progress, showing the damage that was still there. You did that, but I completely forgotten about it. So I'm going to say, well, I need to really remember these things. Yeah. And I love in your new project, it's kind of about that, making sure that people don't forget what they're capable of and how to use that to bring the light to their life and the community and beyond. Right. Yes, Is it absolutely. a little bit around? Yeah. It's like, stop being hidden, shine. Yes, be visible, right? Visible, yes. <laughs> Use your voice, your ideas, your stories, right? Your right. and make offers because that's where that limitation you got with your Emmy Awards, or we any of us get for whatever good things, amazing things we've done. When it's time to sell, it triggers again. We're questioning what we're selling. And the price we're selling at, like all that triggering is coming back when we get exposed again, right? Yes, so yes. I, I just love how you bring it like from the sweet potato field where you were dreaming of becoming that visible woman and life brought it to you. You worked for it and it was there all along the way. And now you're teaching more women to become visible. I yes. just love it. And you so, have such a way of putting things in perspective, Angelique. <laughs> I thank you for that. Yes, absolutely. And to stop hiding that light and that brilliance. And, and whatever the pivot is for you now, you have you can do it. There's more than enough things on your on your plate or skins on your wall to even though you might call it something different, you can do that. Yeah. So now that we have set up the scene of this you know very visible life that you were kind of trying to hide but it's not possible you're on tv anyway and you get emmy awards you can't hide it <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> don't hide so, your light yeah tell me what was the burning desire at that time from pivoting to your own business now that is empowering more people to become as visible as they can to transform the world mm. their own way in their own way you know i've had some conversations of late with women who are also doing some extraordinary things but they also share with me i'm doing good i do well but it's not what i really want to do not what i want to do right now you know i've done all these other things for 10 20 30 even more years but now i want to do this but the the world sees them in this way. The world sees them as being part of this story. And they're just feeling that it's too late for them. And I thought about that. I said, I totally get that. I totally understand how it is to be seen in one light. And now you want to see be seen in another light or at least do something else. But you're worried that you may be running out of time. You may not have enough time to build it and grow it and make it prosperous and, and have all of the impact that you want. So I said, how can I help particularly these women who are having these conversations with me? They're still on the job that they're not enamored with anymore. Or they're doing it because of the insurance. Or they're there because the world expects them to do it because they're so good at it. They're so good at being an attorney. They're so good at being a communications director. They're so good at that, or being a reporter, but they want to do something else. They want to pivot. And everybody's situation is different. So I started thinking about how can we help them? What they're missing is what is the next step, the mindset shift that needs to take place, and a plan. Because oftentimes we leave it open-ended. We go, I want to do it, but we never say when or what steps are going to take to get us to that point where it's going to be the time we pull the trigger. So whether it's like, I want to do this next year, next quarter, whatever, they never have that plan ready. Either they get bounced or there's some changes or they get fed up and they grab their purse and their cell phone and they head out the door never to be seen again. So how do we do something that bridges that gap in between? 
Yeah, oh, I love this. I love this. I see that we have some comments here. Uh, Hélène. Hélène says, I believe in my experience is what if, whenever a woman is successful, it should not be too much. I statement as what I did, what I feel, what I believe. Mm. Yeah. Visible. Yes, Ellen. Visible. And I, I feel it is difficult to find just the right balance between being proud and visible and making people feel you still are just the right touch of humility. Yeah. Mm. I, I see what you mean, Ellen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I think what we tend to do is skew too much toward hiding and not so worried so much about being too much or being a lot of eye language. You know, that's, it really isn't our problem. Our problem is like me, we hide our Emmy, <laughs> you know, we put our <laughs> Emmy under the bed. <laughs> I love how you joke about it. So tell me, <laughs> tell me Monica. Um, so that was your burning desire, but then you had to make the decision. I'm going to do it. And you had to put a deadline on it. So what was your biggest struggle at the time to make this move happen? And how did it feel? Mm. It felt like wobbly. You know, I had wobbly legs because I could say, yeah, maybe I don't talk about it every day, but I have an Emmy. I have some things that I can point to in this other story that I have been living and telling. But the story of coaching, I even struggled with the word coach. Eh, I'm not a coach. You know, I struggled with that. And what is my body of proof? You know, where's my award-winning coaching, whatever. And I said, but there are women right now who need someone to help them along the way. And a moment happened when I was talking to someone who, you know, she wanted me to coach her and I'm going, okay, I'll sit there and talk to you. And, you know, she wanted to pay me and it wasn't a whole lot of money, but she wanted to pay me. And she had this laundry list of 10 things she wanted to do because she had retired, well known in the New Orleans area. Her face is everywhere, came out of television news anchoring. And she wanted to do other things that she had been putting off. She goes, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to do that. And I really want to do this. And I want to do this and I want to do And there were 10 things. And I started thinking, that's a lot of things. <laughs> what if she picked one? So I said, pick one. And she goes, I said, but just pick one. Pick one or I'll pick one for you. And she picked one and it wasn't the one that I thought she would pick, but she said, I would do this one. I said, great, now let's get it happening. And she goes, oh, but I gotta do this. And I like to watch the you know, television, uh, national news at this time. And I gotta take my grandson to school and I love it. And then we come back, I gotta go pick him up. I mean, she had this laundry list of reasons why. And I said, you know, you have worked early morning news Oh my God, for 30 years, you've been getting up at two o'clock in the morning for many, many years. What if you woke up one hour before your favorite television show and started writing your book? And Angelique, it was like, da, 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 like, the, <laughs> like the sky opened up for her. She had never thought about it. And I said, my goodness, what I bring to the table is a perspective I'm able to say, okay, have you thought about this? What if you did this one thing and it just becomes just this snowball? So she wrote the book that she had been putting off for 10 years. She finished it and got it to the uh, literary agent in three weeks, <laughs> you know, at least the, wow. yeah. So she said, I have written more in this last three weeks than I have written other than news for a very long time. So I think that was a moment for me. It was a really big moment for me and that it told me it doesn't matter what you call yourself that much. It matters what can you bring to the people you serve? What is your perspective? What is your unique way of doing it? Yours is social media, right, Angelique? That social media love. Mine is saying, well, let, let's look at it and let's come up with something. And instead of trying to do 10 things, let's try to do one thing and let's work on that. And one of the things that I'm developing, thanks to my wonderful coach, is this whole reporter's mindset about how we approach stories. 
when we're given something to do, there are deadlines, we do our research, but we don't take all day because sometimes we're just finding out about the story and we have to go with it. We, we have sources, we check our sources and we put together a news because the five o'clock newscast, the six o'clock newscast is coming. And then we do, we do our very best. And then we look at it and say, what did I do? Is there something I could do a little bit differently, a little bit more effectively? And that's just basically doing it and not just putting it off forever because we get to be a certain stage in our life where we've lived more than we're going to. That's, that's painful, but that's the truth. <laughs> okay. So the message is, are you like, what are you waiting for to do your one thing? So start doing your list or reach out to Monica, by the way, I'm going to put your, uh, oh my your, um, your 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 things we prepare together with your email because you want yes, to yes. If you if you love our, our interview and you want to learn more about what monica does to help other women to speak their truth and become and doing like instead of postponing all those 10 things to do in life <laughs> yeah should talk to you right right oh, and ask yourself I, if not now when if not yeah. now when yeah that's true because at the end of the day Nobody gets out alive. <laughs> no, I'm sure people have tried, but no, you cannot get out alive. <laughs> sure, people have tried. So okay, so so for you, so once you overcome that with that specific example, you were you were ready to go. So what did you want to be able to establish once you knew? Okay, now. You gave yourself the green light of moving forward. So what was the thing you wanted to accomplish? Well, one of the things I did not have, you know, I ever watched The Wizard of Oz at the end mm. where they all were looking for something, whether it was the brain, the heart, the courage, your home, whatever. And they learned that what they were looking for, they already had. They already had it. So if you've been putting off you already have what you need. You just need someone to help you identify what that is and work toward it. So one of the things that I did not have and through coaching and Eleanor Beaton and we met each other there was I did not have an offer. I didn't, I didn't even know how to begin to put an offer together. I put on events in New Orleans where I'd encourage people, motivational events. People go like, this was the best thing. See you later. And you know, <laughs> and then nobody came back. I'm going, come back, come back. Have something oh, for you. <laughs> I should have had something else. I did not know that. I paid someone to tell me that I needed something else. And I'm going, wow. So we were able to put together what we call the powerhouse intensive because many of the women, very specifically, they're very successful, they're very accomplished, they may still be working full time, doing something but they want to start moving in the direction of what they really want to do. And for them, there's a sense of urgency. So we came up with the Powerhouse Intensive. It's seven weeks where we look at, if you got 10 things on your list or 20 things on your list, what is it? What are the steps that we can do? What's the deadline? How do we use that reporter's mentality of getting things done? Because again, we don't play, you know, we got to get it done. You don't have time to sit there and say, I wonder if my, you know, if my eyebrows look okay. You've got to be on. <laughs> it's funny you say on. that because when I sit down sometimes to write my next blog article or a copy of some sort, sometimes I'm like, it takes me forever. And I always go back to the newsroom. I'm like, it had to go out and be edited. And uh, so, yes, yes, do yes. It. Right. Is it Pulitzer Prize winning? Is it Emmy Award winning all the time? Most likely not. But then, you know, we just kind of keep it out there forever and we never make that decision. Say, OK, here comes the deadline. We're live at five. Let's go. And even in radio, after we do our live shows, we have our air check sessions where we go through with our program director. This was good. This could be different, you know, and you work on it. But you just don't sit there waiting on perfection waiting for it to be perfect. So one of the things I needed in my little bag was an offer. So I'm so grateful that I have one and it's small group and I look forward to working with women. And I've learned based upon working with the coaching program, the year long one is that I never knew coaching could be that way. 
I didn't know. I had never had a coach before. So I had built up these ideas that it's like, oh, you're going to always feel like you got to come up with an answer. You're going to always feel like you're less than. You're going to always feel. It was a crazy story I was telling myself. But then I experienced something totally different. And you get to meet great people like Angelique and go like, wow, that was going to be my little pen pal growing up. She was in France and I was in the United States in Louisiana. Like, and I was picking up wheat and rocks in the field. Uh, yes, and, and I was digging sweet potatoes and dreaming. <laughs> and my daddy yelling at me, put your head down, get to work. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. So tell me, what is the big, the biggest payoff for you to be at that stage in your career, in your path? So when I say payoff, it can be financially or at the state of being or like, what is the biggest thing that you're like, hmm, this is it? Mm. This is it. Oh, that's such a deep, wonderful, beautiful, rich, as you call it, juicy store uh, question. It's that all the things that I have believed, especially when I was younger, that you can create it, you can be the star in it, is possible. It got, got a little you know, beaten out of me, but it was important because now I know that now is the time. If not, no, now when? And if not, who? You know, you who? So I'm at the stage where we get to the point where, you know what? I can talk myself out of this all day long until the cows come home. But if I want this, it, I'm ready for it. And I'll figure it out bit by bit, step by step. I'll make some mistakes. I'll skin my knees. I'll go left and I should be going right. But it's now. Now is the moment to do it. Not later. Not later. Ooh, ooh, I've chilled. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so tell me, um, what? Because we always talk about the real story and you shared so much of real stuff. But what is the biggest fear now at the step that you are like, what? is the biggest fear that would stop you or, or that you see in your clients that are always stopping them? Mm. Being afraid that you won't figure it out, that you won't be successful at it, particularly if you're very successful now, that you've done a body of work that people recognize, applaud, appreciate, and comparing this to that. This is new. You know, it's like planting a different crop. You know, you can't expect the blackberries or the berries or the blueberries to look the same way the sweet potatoes look or the wheat look. They're different. So in that, you know, there's exploration, there's figuring it out, but it's nothing you cannot do. You, nothing you cannot figure out. And to not beat yourself up not make yourself feel less than because you put it out there on social media and nobody came. Right. Yeah. Or you, yeah. <laughs> that's a big one. Or you, you want to talk about this now? Well, I am this, I, I, you know, I'm a barista, but you know, remember when you were a barrister, I want to, you know, like they want to go back and people want to go back and then you start saying, well, maybe I, it's too late to me. That is, that makes your soul cry to feel that there's nothing else, that it's too late, that you won't have joy doing it. That's, that's heartbreaking. Oh, I love this. Love this. Oh my God, you put the right words. I'm sorry, my phone is ringing as you talk because I think it's so amazing when you say, and I, I'm too, I can't even stop the phone because I, I'm glued <laughs> to what you say. Do Tell you them you're busy. <laughs> I don't hear it. Okay, good. I'm like, I don't hear it. <laughs> Who's calling oh me? My God. Yeah, I love it. Tell the prime minister it. you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. Monica and I are talking about That's what right. we believe in. Yeah. Right? Yes. So how much, Monica, so now, you know, how much do you use social media to amplify your message yourself? Mm. Now that you're on your own, you don't have your broadcast behind you. Like, mm. Mm -hmm. I thought about this question, and I, you know, you have a way, Angelique, of people just being so transparent, vulnerable, and honest. I was one of the people who go like, oh, social media, my eyes are rolling. You know, I'm going like, okay, I'll do just what I got to do, but no more. And I'm not even going to say I love it because I don't. I do not love it. 
but here's what happened during COVID last year. I finally realized what social media is really about for me, is about being the gatekeeper. I get to say yes. I get to say, we're gonna go and do this YouTube show live and I'm gonna do it on a Thursday. And this time I'm gonna have guests. I'm gonna go live on Facebook. I'm, I'm, I get to say yes to what I want and don't have to listen to the no's from my program director or people who say, I'll get back with you and they never do. So, so now I'm embracing it more because I see the power in it to be the creator so I can create my own and own my own. I can grow my, my, my email list. I never even thought about those things. So I am not as resistant and reluctant as I was a year ago. You are, uh, yeah, that was the best mm -hmm. pitch ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because awesome. I don't know, I think you, did you, you studied um, uh, communication and mass comm in college, right? And oftentimes we, you know, we have to study the different theories, mass comm theories, and one of them is being the gatekeeper, the one who decides what people see, the one that's how people hear. Yeah, We're the I gatekeepers. Yes, of our own audiences, our, of own, our own message. Yes, yes. Yeah, just, what a responsibility. This yes. is, yeah, and this is what, always what I say to my student. You know, if you decide to go online, you can drop them when you're too tired or you have enough or you decide you, you're building a, a family. Like they're real people. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't even tell you that they're watching or listening. You don't know it, but you learn later that you yes. had such an impact, right? Right. So right. I love how you say we are the gatekeepers and we got to keep the door like yes. moving. Yes. Yes. And that just because you may not consider it traditional media, it is media and you have that audience that you have built this community there you know they're sometimes i do on facebook called mondays with monica and it evolved from when i was on radio i would do a 30 second motivational live i would just talk about different things and so i moved it to social media on facebook and one day i was so tired i was like two minutes late you swear that I had just robbed the bank. It's like people were like, where are you? Where are you? And it's like, oh, we look forward to you. And I'm going, really? <laughs> you know, and they do. They do. And it's they, they do. do. They, they do. do. And I think the yeah. big thing is we get tired and don't want to do it or we're inconsistent. And yeah. then there's this distrust or they feel let down. So yeah. even if you feel like, okay, this is not the best. Pulitzer Prize or Emmy Award winning thing I can do, yeah. showing up in sincerity yeah. with intention is what your audience needs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, and I like that you, both of us are from the news well. Like the news not going to cancel because the producer doesn't feel like it today. No, no, no. <laughs> or, or it's a national holiday or, you know, or you all got sick. You yeah. still have to go with it. And how many times when we worked in traditional news, television news we did things we were so tired I, I would do things yeah. where i had no voice i know you know trying to do a stand-up sounding like this you know yeah. but we did know it. you're gonna go live you're gonna go live and you're gonna tell us that nothing is happening that's right nothing but as soon as we find out right <laughs> we'll let you know <laughs> but we did it we did it but when it comes to our own when it comes to our own audiences we have every reason and excuse that we give ourselves as to why we don't show up and this is where you this is when you need to be so connected to your mission mm. right yes like for me i'm gonna be so frank it's when i have my periods the week of my period my hormones are going crazy i don't feel like showing up i'm in pain mm. but i i always think of the first time that i realize the impact you can have when you open a, a mic online on your own is meeting that woman that I didn't know at the grocery store. And she, at the time I had a food business and she says, are you Angelique? And you know the recipe you had about avocados, the eight ways to use avocados. She remembered the number. <laughs> I'm like, that's the day yeah. I'm like, oh, people are watching. I didn't know, she didn't tell me, she didn't like, she didn't comment. People are watching ladies mm -hmm. when you take right. a stand. 
And and going back to our, our other connection, farming and, 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 and growing crops, you know, when you plant something, you see the little plant and you think, oh my God, when will it grow? When will it grow? When will I get some avocados? But there's so much going on beneath the soil that you don't see all of the nutrients and the growth and the root system that's going on there. And we trust, the farmer trusts that even though he or she cannot see the growth, there is growth. So if we're just constantly picking it up and, and looking at, oh, is it growing? Is it not growing? It never takes hold. It never takes root. So that's the same thing I see with social media. We're too busy pulling it up to see if it's growing. Leave it totally, in the ground. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, it reminds me of the post I wrote for my father yesterday. Yes, that's I read exactly. that. That's it. That's yeah, awesome. I can we, see. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I had this epiphany. I'm like, yeah, this is, we are farmers. We are digital farmers. Right. And I was <laughs> With so inspired. people. Right. I was so inspired by you yesterday in the post that when I did my Mondays with Monica live on Facebook, I talked about my dad who you know passed away seven years ago and the things that I observed from him about farming. And one was you have to plant it to grow it. Yeah. You, you, can, you know, you got to stay on top of the weeds. You know, if you let weeds get a hold of your garden or your plants, whether it's self-doubt, Second guessing a fear they will take over. And number three, what I learned from him was that you can't sit in what happened too long, whether that is the agony or the victory, that there's another growing season coming. Yeah. So you just can't say, oh, it didn't happen. Or look what I did two years ago. <laughs> oh my god that's a beautiful way to wrap up our time together because i'm very like we could go all day i think no i'm so sorry love, <laughs> don't be sorry it's amazing it's just so inspiring i know i know that i know that i know that people are going to be watching or listening they're going to be on fire oh. because you're such a storyteller oh my god so yeah We've learned so much about you and the resili resilience and, and the, the fuel of what you do and how you do it and how you keep going and how it's never too late. No, if not now, when? Yeah. Oh, my Thank God. I love so it. Thank you so much, Angelique. This is a blessing because of social media. I am talking to you and you are in New Brunswick. I'm in Louisiana. I know. It's Who knew? Yeah, I love <laughs> I love the internet. We so love if you. you want, yeah, if you want to talk to uh, Monica, it's Monica at the powerhousewomenshow.com. And then you'll have all the information you want. And you can follow right. her on social media as well. Yeah. And, and I'm also you, a great guest for my show. So you can also do the powerhousewomenshow.com. I'd love to learn more about you, what your thought leadership is, why would you be a great guest? And we can consider it because I want women, I want a global show. That's my goal for it, a global yeah. show. Okay, awesome. Noted, <laughs> noted. Noted. And, <laughs> and then if you guys are wondering how you could be talking like that about, you know, who you are and who you became and who you are becoming, because there is never an end. <laughs> right. There is, there is no retirement of who you are becoming. <laughs> that doesn't exist. I'm writing that down. I like that. <laughs> um, because it's really something that is not, you know, when you are, when you get accustomed to share and share, it becomes easier and easier. But so this is why I think it's in the description. I, I have a guide to help you remember because it's hard for us. What story can I go and remember from my childhood, from my youth, from my 20s, my, my, you know? So you go to the guide, it's the link in the bio, and I'm going to help you plant filters in your memory. <laughs> and it's a workbook you can write down, but have a few tips that I, I learned from different people that I use for myself. And I even have this, I could show you, Monica, I have yes, a please. wall, but I can't turn my computer. But I have a wall where I use my stickies, and each time I have a new memory coming back, because I find the older we get, the more memories we get, <laughs> but we don't remember them. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> totally. So I have my stickies, and each time I have a new memory, I just put a few words so that 
next email I'm going to write, I go to my board. I'm like, what story would support my point or my program or my the thing I want to teach today? So I am I'm stealing that idea. That is yeah. So great. Well, I think I think I put it in the guide. I think if you want the, the guide, guide it's, it's right there. The Absolutely. But it helps. Um, you know the anxiety of finding stories because as you said, so many stories, so many accomplishments, and then they don't have to be the happy stories. They can be the hard stories too, right? That demonstrate mm -hmm. and support your point. So I so appreciate. Oh my god. Each time I do an interview with an amazing woman, I can't sleep at night. And I think tonight is going to be the same. I'm going to be like, you wired me for the week. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You wire me. I tell you, I love the light. I love the light that you bring. <laughs> Monica, thank you so much. Anything I should have asked you that I didn't ask? Oh, you are an amazing interviewer and an amazing listener. I, I think one of, this, one of the, your gifts is really listening to the people. But no... I would just say you're the one, if you're, if you're hesitant, if you think it's over, remember it's not too late, you can find a way and you are called by the ultimate gift giver to make this happen, to find a way to manifest what it is that you want to accomplish. It's, you can do it, you can do it. There you go, you can do it, thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, and wow. I, oh <laughs> Ramadan. Yes, I see that we have another comment from uh, Elena. I want to show it. If not now, now, now. <laughs> Don't even do when. Elena says now. N O W. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Now. I'm the reporter. I'm always taking notes. Okay. Very yeah, good. I love this. <laughs> okay. Have a great day, everybody. And let us know in the comments what resonated with you. And um, and yeah, if you want to be a, a guest on Monica's show, on my show, if you have a story you never share, but you want to try and share it, let us know. We are here for you. We are holding space for you. Okay. Ciao, ciao, everybody. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Angelique. You've been listening to the Social Media Love Podcast from Angelique Benet. If you want to grow your product or service business with social media, visit socialmedialoveab.com.